1: exactly what it sounds like that's
2: exactly what it sounds like and by that sound you know what you know what it means Steph what does it mean do you know what it means no, no I thought you'd know what it means uh,
1: it means we are sacred agents no.
2: No, means you're tuning into AfterBuzz TV for the Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Of course, we're talking about season three, episode ten, entitled "The Wires." Oh man, I should have started with "Head Wires" from Foo Fighters. Oh well, if you're a fan of that show or that song, let me know, guys. I'm your host Stephen Lemieux. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. Tweet at me throughout the show, as well as using hashtag #ABTVGraceland. Joining me tonight, as always, is my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host,
1: your girl Steffi G.
2: All right, you can follow her on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. Go ahead and tweet her throughout the show, Megan. Steff- Decker couldn't be here tonight, but that's okay. She'll try to join us for another episode this season, but we'll see. I know you guys liked having the third voice. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, we really enjoyed we having... It too. She
1: was great, especially with her impersonations of Mike.
2: I know. She does a much better job with impersonations than I do.
1: She does. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much the worst. That.
2: I'm pretty much the worst. <laughs> uh, shout out to Calatkinis72, uh, Robin Sanders Pro Prodigy, and Robin Robyn... And, uh, all the other people in the chat, as well as Nicholas Melendez, who wants to watch live, but he probably won't be able to. You didn't get to watch the show tonight.
1: But enjoy your class.
2: If you haven't already, go and uh, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash afterbuzzTV, as well as going to iTunes, ratings five stars, and leave me a comment. We appreciate that, and I'll give you a shout out on the show if you do that. This episode, um, basically, my entire epiphany on the after show last episode is exactly <laughs> true. <laughs> 100% mine, mine a hundred percent exactly what they wrote off. Yours is also. <laughs> but yeah. Holy crap. So we were right about the woman in the gym being the woman who's in charge of it all. Or, thinking that she was yeah. going to save Johnny. She was going to be like the grandmother figure in this in this mm-hmm. case. Um,
1: but, we, but actually she's the boss, which I didn't think that, but okay.
2: Um, your prediction. About
1: him getting jumped in.
2: About him getting jumped in was absolutely correct. hmm and my completely conspiracy theory out there thing that Briggs was from the very beginning he set up those codes and everything to get Mike
1: yes that is why we do this after showing recall super fans for a reason
2: yeah so jeff i'll take that uh, i'll take that writers check now yes <laughs> give me that give me that script writer credit 30 grand i'll take that oh my god <laughs> This is Steven
1: excited, everyone. I'm
2: excited because if my crazy theories are coming true and everyone's telling me how crazy I am and then they happen, I'm excited because it means it's good writing that like nobody else would think of it. Maybe. And I'm hopefully like I'm one in a thousand that would think of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping it it, because it makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense. Like if you piece the pieces together, it makes sense.
1: And it was almost where you said it. I was like, oh, crap. I hope it wasn't that. But that's what it was.
2: That's what it was. Steffi just didn't want it to be that because she knew I'd be right and she knew yeah. it'd be gloating the entire first five minutes of the show. Guys, anyway, uh this episode Real quick,
1: is this fresh water? Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, it's salt water.
1: No, but I mean, like I didn't know if it was from before or if it's new.
2: We just actually put chocolate syrup in a cup and just let you drink it. Awesome. Oh, that's that's how we roll. Um so, yeah, we're going to be breaking down the episode in a few parts tonight, guys. Of course, I'm the man of many notes. So we're going to be going through Johnny's storyline, moving on to Jake's and Charlie, moving on to Briggs, and then ending up with uh, Mike, because Mike's story is the, really the one that we're following. I guess if you really go into it, we're always following Mike's storyline. Right. Uh, he's kind of who was introduced to us for the viewer's character in the very first episode of season one. Right. Um, This is called The Wires, because... Basically, they're just connecting the wires together. Yeah, and it's an interesting analogy they're doing. It's it's the magician and the wires. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, (laughs) Once you see the wires, the magic is gone.
2: Yeah, it's like the levitating assistant trick. Uh, People are being really loud out there, but we're going to ignore that unless um, James wants to tell them to be quiet. So... The first thing we see, we come back on Johnny in the locker room, and he is like so delirious, messed up. Because last we saw him, he was beaten to hell. Yeah. And uh, the woman's helping him up. The woman gives him uh, gives him a cup of water. She's mm-hmm. like, she's yeah. like, you've already done it. Just it's fine. You're still alive. And they were making fun of him because he was crying and things like that. And Stephen was like, Oh,
1: he was crying. It actually really hurts me to think that he was crying. Poor Johnny or jose
2: jose yeah right because he was named after a toilet the john no because i love that though because didn't they um
1: they said that it was jose and then growing up he went by joe and then something happened with the toilet and then they started calling him johnny
2: okay well give me one sec i'm gonna turn my mic up a little my headphones up a bit um okay this is what i love about this show is because it's a callback to season one, mm. where one of the covers was they call him Johnny because one of his covers was being in a toilet, right? And they shoot the guy through the t- shoot the guy while he was on the John. I can't remember the exact story, but from no season way. one, one of their cover stories like it was a joke between them that they shot the guy while he was on the John or like something like that. so that's start- why
1: everyone has like their nickname. Yeah, well, crap. Because well, because they gave Mike Levi.
2: Well, it was it was. Briggs and Jakes I think who were talking about how they had to make up this story oh, okay. for like the movie and it was the movie and they had to do the guy if you guys remember put it in the, t- in the comments um, mm-hmm. I'm sure if Megan was here she'd remember because she just binge watched it. it but yeah I, I I remembered that and I was like oh this is really funny they're talking about the toilet story because that's kind of like the thing between them um, so they talk about how they jumped him in um, and she says all you want is a home with us you found one mm-hmm. Welcome home, Johnny.
1: Bienvenidos <clears throat> a nuestra casa, Jose.
2: Jose. So back at Graceland, we have Johnny talking about what happened, and Briggs is just like, I'm not going to let you back in, Johnny. I'm and, not going to do it. I'm not going to let you back like, in. no,
1: Briggs, I want the carnitas.
2: No, I need the carnitas, Johnny. I need the carnitas. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in for those carnitas. They're making carnitas. Um, Mike is just standing there. We'll get into Mike, but Mike is just standing there, like, watching it happen. And even from our perspective... We're just watching how Briggs works, and we're just like, he's just Mm -hmm. manipulating so well. And we're just sitting back, just like Mike, and like, This guy.
1: Which I always pay attention to because I really loved that Mike's line was You know, it's so crazy that once you know it, like, once you know know that it's a trick, and you watch it, like, to watch it happen is a trip because I feel like this at that same moment I was thinking the same thing especially because I had Steven in my ear saying oh he's manipulating Johnny that, to do the what exactly what Mike said the last five minutes I don't think I said anything right now did you
2: my words you did. It's just okay
1: but I feel like I can always tell when Briggs does his fake acting which comes out to such good real acting does that make sense
2: like, yeah I, I, I trying, get what you mean
1: he's trying to manipulate right but that's him acting, acting like that, and I'm always so impressed by it.
2: I know because it's, it's, it's like hard you could, to explain. You wouldn't
1: think it. You wouldn't think it. Watching the show, you would probably just let it pass by. Had Mike not said anything, that would have been a, a manipulative moment that we missed. But we didn't because now we're on his.
2: And because I was just shouting out, oh, you're just manipulating yeah. him because you know because he knows he's playing to how Johnny is from step one with talking about how he slept with the girl and he knew Johnny would relate to that. He used that. And then step two is Johnny always wants to be the big agent, so Briggs is giving them the option to pull out, but he knows Johnny's not going to want to pull out because Johnny always wants to be the big guy.
1: And it's a pride thing because he also just got jumped, so it's like, come on, man. Yeah. I didn't just go through all of this for nothing.
2: Exactly. And because
1: he thinks, I'm more than capable of doing this and following it through.
2: What's really good about this, this scene here is as Mike's talking... What they've done with Mike's character is, as I said, he's the character of the viewer perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, from season one, again, they bring him in. And he's the one we're really following on his career and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the viewers already have this dramatic irony of knowing what Briggs is doing. Right. We already know what Briggs is doing. Nobody in the house really knows because we have that as the viewer. We have the dramatic irony, and that's how they, uh, they display the story to us. Mm-hmm. Mike has been brought in. On the viewer, on the audience perspective. He's become the audience in the story because he's the only one alongside the viewer who's seeing seeing. what's going on right now. So it's a really interesting writing technique that they've implemented in this season to really make us go from Mike was pissing us off, he's being the druggie, he's really annoying, and now he's completely on our side.
1: It almost allows us to know what the plan is and then we watch it
2: Unfold. Unfold. Yeah. So, um, back to Johnny. Uh, they're in the Cadillac with the dude. I, I feel sorry because his head was in a box and I still can't remember his name. Javi. Was that his name? Javi? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're in the Cadillac with Javi and Javi's like, man, you've crossed the line that most people don't get to go back out of. Right. Basically, you jump in, you jump out that usually people don't get out once they're in, mm-hmm. especially after <laughs> being part of two gangs in the first place already. <coughs> most people don't cross the line both ways. Um, we meet his mom and she is, Teresa, who is basically... Uh,
1: Barraña or something like that? I, uh, I, have,
2: I have it later in the story for Briggs storyline. But yeah, um, I, can, I can look it right a, now.
1: Something like that. But anyways, she's there and starts speaking to them, giving them food. What, what was it that brought up someone... Oh, Oh, oh she said... Um does your mother cook, right? Teresa In-
2: Arabuena.
1: Arabuena. So yeah, she asks Johnny if his mom cooks and then he says no because she doesn't really agree with my lifestyle. And then Teresa tries to say that she understands him in regards to where she's coming from, because she doesn't want to, you know, no mother wants to bury their child. But then she takes it further and says that we need to kind of accept the reality of the world we live in.
2: Yeah, she couldn't. I mean, see, she couldn't so deal with the reality. Because her
1: husband was the one who ran. Ish.
2: Yeah, like she, she, uh, Johnny's mom couldn't deal with the reality. She takes the reality and deals with it head on. Mm-hmm. Um, her apron said something like, "Don't make me get jalapeno business. Get it? Don't make me get jalapeno business." Oh. <laughs> it took me so long. I was looking at the apron. I'm like, what does that say? And then it says no, it. I, and I, I, I wrote it down, and only after saying it out loud did I actually get it. Like, oh. just now, I just got it. I was like, don't make me get jalapeno business. Like, What does that mean? Oh, don't make me get jalapeno, jalapeno business. business. I like that.
1: I'm saying that for the rest of my <laughs> life. Awesome.
2: I really bet James is laughing in the booth right now. Um, I'm happy you finally made a pun that Steph likes. <laughs> <laughs> And continually I get shaded from the booth. All right, so...
1: (laughs) it's okay. We love you, dude.
2: So um, Javi brings up Martoon, and she says that Martoon was contacting and saying that there was some deal with this girl. And she's like, no, we don't have to go after the guy. It's not him. He's doing what he does. Which
1: I have to say, in this instance, it's very right, but it was very machista and... Latino cultural, if you will, to think that a man was just doing what he was doing, you know? Which is true. I mean, he's just gonna want to smash, and that's it. Just, I feel like in any other situation, well, I mean, she was the one kind of cheating, but... I think if... You know how normally they if always you're gonna, blame the guy, but she's I know, she's but not, if, you're gonna,
2: if you're gonna look at this situation from the standpoint her. of not somebody who's gonna be murdered, and just like, cheating, it's not Briggs' fault. Right. Unless she told him that she was seeing somebody, and he smashed anyway, Anyways. then it's his fault and her fault. Right. But... If she's going to go out of her way and sleep with a stranger while she's seeing somebody and not tell the stranger that she's seeing somebody, she a freak. It's not that. It's not the stranger's fault. No, it's her it's really fault, it. and she was obviously going out of her way. So when she's like, "This is all your fault," it's like it is, but you were the one who didn't really have to sleep with them. You didn't have to just pull up your dress and get pounded she's from behind for right. like ten seconds.
1: But she wanted it.
2: She wanted it. She wanted and it the break It was just funny D. too
1: because when Javi was like, "I paid for your rent." It just, it blows my mind, the world that some people live in, because that's that stuff does happen. She was a puta. Oh, she was. Steven, she was. But, I... She was hot, use the word. she was she a was puta. She a little perra. Don't say... What's uh, a perra? perra? is like a slut. Like a, like a dog. What's, a little,
2: ho, isn't puta whore?
1: Puta is bitch.
2: Oh. So, yeah, she was a perra.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, for everyone who's listening right now, that... Perra. Perra, there you go. There you go. Um, but she, man oh yeah yeah that, that stuff exists in I mean damn she just didn't give two shits
2: Oh, well, she didn't give two shits because her like, head was to my about to be apartment cut off that
1: my other papi chulo pays for and then you can hit it from the back okay
2: so <laughs> I James can you mark that time code because I'm no. really gonna make I'm gonna make a sound drop for that later that we can play on the show <laughs> no. come through my apartment so you can hit it from the Love back. That.
1: Whatever, she was whack. It was funny how she tried to get mad about that whole thing, even though she was about to get her head cut off. Why are you going to be sad for Javi getting shot? Like, she was not... What an ungrateful girl.
2: What an ungrateful pera, right? That, <laughs> that, that, that's the word? Bedtime. All right, so... Um, Damn, don't I really make me get jalapeno l- business. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, kill the girl, send it to her parents. So, meanwhile, yeah, That's other- another
1: thing, though, because that's intense. The same thing, because I guess her mom already did that before. His mom, I mean, Javi's mom, she already sent a head to that one lady, the mm-hmm. one that was going to do the condos and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, she's all about the heads. She
1: is. That's We're some cartel message.
2: All right, so the next time we see them, Johnny's with Abuelita and she says, There was blood. I don't know what was going on. We don't know where Javi is. And Johnny's just like, Man, it's okay. He wouldn't miss your carnitas, Abuelita. I love your carnitas. They're so it's his good. His mom.
1: Abuelita is grandmother. His grandma. grandmother.
2: I'm sorry. Okay, what's. Is it just or Le- What's mom?
1: Mom. Mom, mummy, mummy, <laughs> mamita. I don't know. Mamita.
2: Okay. Anyway, in the background, Steffi G is just like, "Oh, the head's being delivered," and I'm just like, "Oh, you're right. There's a UPS guy." I
1: know. Did you see that? I saw it. And they're
2: like, "Hey, Teresa, there's a package on your phone.
1: Who's it from?" Kid, the can.
2: It's like you. You like wait those four beats. Who's it from? Four, three, two.
1: That's sad. Yeah, straight up talk about jinxing yourself. Because last
2: the last scene, it was like none of my sons. I haven't lost a single son since then. You spoke too soon, Teresa. She didn't knock on wood because those tables are made of particle board, and you can't knock on those. All right, so that's pretty much what's going on. What did you just give me? Yeah, <laughs> James is from the booth. and
1: Oh, uh, he thought that was funny? Yeah, you're right. I guess that's why. I guess I just never get them.
2: You know what? I'll tell you one thing. Particle board is useful for is when you're trying to put a bunch of food on a table and you're having a party and there's what no... What
1: is a particle board?
2: Particle boards that, like, they shred the wood and they compress it into, like, that. Oh,
1: heard. That
2: stuff that flakes pretty well. <laughs> right. But, you know, all, like, those tables where you put snacks out for parties and things are and, like, mm-hmm. there's no better way to party this season than with football, and if you're a huge fan of football, you guys should really check out DraftKings. So that was
1: a good one. Last
2: season, uh, DraftKings.com crowned more millionaires than any one-week fantasy sports site anywhere, and this season... The prizes are even bigger, and you could start the season by winning two million dollars in week one. So it's the biggest fantasy football contest ever, and ten million dollars in prizes are up for grabs, including two million for first place and one million for second. One week fantasy means no season long commitments. And if there's anything we know about characters in Graceland, most of them don't have season long commitments. Nope. Um usually they get killed off pretty quick. Actually just the side characters, yeah, they they do. They do. Um this is fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want, and you've never experienced anything like this. Just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick your cash. That's it. This is not fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. So, guys, if you want to get started with DraftKings before regular season kicks off, go to DraftKings.com and use the promo code BUZZ, B-U-Z-Z to play free for a shot at the $2 million top prize in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Enter BUZZ for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's at DraftKings.com. Check it out, guys! It's actually really kind of cool. Um, I
1: think they're opening a DraftKings restaurant in downtown.
2: I don't know about that, but I just they're know, opening a
1: restaurant where it's like all for fantasy football people.
2: Dude, football is pretty cool. So if you're, if you're all for playing, by the way, Tom Brady got released, so he's gonna be he's hot back for the Patriots. So
1: about Graceland.
2: So about that Graceland. Um, yeah. So maybe Mike, sh- maybe Briggs should use his. Crazy uh, manipulative Grace. skills to find the greatest players for DraftKings. Um, let's go ahead and talk to Jake's. Thank you. Writers of Graceland, thank you.
1: Because <laughs> they brought him a female?
2: No, not even just that. It's just they have created a storyline for Jake's. Right. Not Charlie's case
1: to Jake's include Jake's. Helping, right.
2: This is his. Jake's now has a storyline. He's got a bank. That we can follow along. He's got a bank. He's got a babe.
1: He's going to get a babe. Yeah.
2: Jake's going to be all about that until she finds out who she who he really is because he's not going to have the bank forever and uh, she
1: story of his life.
2: I really thought Jake's would come out and say who he really was.
1: No, but I did like when he said, it's funny, I haven't had a real...
2: Haven't had a real talk with a stranger in a while.
1: Yeah, think about it, because everything's set up.
2: He's really saying, man, I haven't had a real storyline that was my own in a while.
1: No, he was literally saying that he hasn't spoken to anyone, that it wasn't intentional.
2: I know, he's got to deal with the break stuff. So, uh, Graceland, Jake's story, they're talking about... they're talking about Jesus, they're talking about how baby Jesus looks like a grub worm with Charlie's ornaments, and then Jakes and Charlie are talking, and Jakes, they lay out the plan, basically. They're going to use Jakes to snag the clients to make Jermaine useless to the ATF, so Charlie can take the ATF down, and then the ATF can clap the clients through Jakes. I, um, am
1: text. I am tweeting him right now. Jakes? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Okay. Um, and the next thing we see is Charlie and Jakes at this room that they have to convert into the Dale Jakes bank. So, they're like, we got 24 hours to make this building into a bank and convince a client that it's an actual bank, and it's going to be Dale Jenkins' president. It's the Dale Bank.
1: It's the Dale Bank.
2: Welcome to the Dale Bank. Doing the Thriller Dance.
1: What? That's not a Thriller Dance.
2: (laughs) Do the Dale Bank. Do the Dale Bank. Dun, 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 dun. No, this
1: was better, guys. Do the, <laughs> do the Dale.
2: Guys, you should be at home doing the Dale Bank. Take a picture. Send us a video. You know, that's great. All right, so they decide to meet with the, with Jermaine at the horse races. And uh, basically, the plan is to separate Jermaine from Jake so Jake's can kind of steal the client. So he's meeting with Jermaine's client. He meets Paolo. Ooh, ooh,
1: I know. And, I hate the ATF lady, too, Will.
2: Yeah, right. Um, and Jermaine introduces Dale. Dale says, I'm going to split. I'm going to go grab some food from the buffet. I'm going to see a hot girl. I'm going to talk to the hot girl. Charlie, meanwhile, is going into the office for the Players Club. Jake's is talking to the hot girl. Her name is Courtney. He tries to say that she shouldn't eat the fish. She finds out that she knows a lot about fish. And apparently, prawns and shrimp are not the same thing. (laughs) They're not. Because the front legs of prawns have the left one bigger than the right one, and shrimp are the exact opposite.
1: But they both taste good with some shrimp cocktail sauce.
2: Damn right. All right. She knows her shrimp. She knows her seafood. Meanwhile, Charlie's up with Jermaine, and Jermaine is like, how did you find me? And she's like, you know what? We should go for a nice romantic walk where I can handcuff you and attempt to arrest you. Yes. Jermaine says, that sounds like a great idea. So they walk. Um, meanwhile, Jake's is talking to, we find out she's a corporate defense attorney, which is, uh, um, if you don't know who these people are, they're the devil. Um, Aww. no, I'm just kidding. Corporate defense attorneys, basically, um, businesses that are, not spending money on taxes or whatever they're doing. Big corporate fraud charges and things like that. The defense attorneys are the people who go to court to get them off of those charges to make it so they can keep um, breaking the law. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly breaking the law. Basically, a lot of these corporate <coughs> attorneys got put in jail when Enron went down. Okay, so... She he says she's between a Nazi and Goldfinger. He's
1: so funny. Yeah, but you're right there.
2: You're like right in between. She's like I'm not worse than Gold. I'm I'm worse than Goldfinger. He's like mm, Goldfinger. He had those. sorry about it. Yeah, he had those, yeah, that laser. You know, yeah. Goldfinger. He had a laser. Well, They're I know cute. a laser guy. I
1: really like the interaction that they had with each other. Steffi
2: G. I know a laser guy. Do you? I know you like start out we get small. His number? Yeah, you started out small, he's kind of a big deal now. You want you want the laser guy's number? I do. Yeah, let me give you the laser guy's number.
1: Oh. Damn it, I'm not going to... I'll tell you afterwards.
2: You didn't realize that he was actually giving her his number?
1: <laughs> Damn it, I said I'd talk about it later. I'm blonde, actually, guys. Go ahead.
2: I don't know if I can even continue after that. <laughs> no.
1: I didn't know. I was like, "Who the, who's this laser guy? Jake
2: actually has a laser guy, gives her the laser guy's number, and then says, call me, and I leaves.
1: Know. I-, I thought that. I was like, that's weird. Maybe he...
2: <laughs> Maybe just... the laser guy's his assistant. <laughs> I not know
1: Damn it. Do you need a minute, Steph? No, continue. I'm just a little bit embarrassed. The so fact that
2: Steffi G is so good at hosting this show is astounding to me sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I remember everything. You ask questions. I know everyone's names. I memorize much better than you do, regardless of my notes.
2: She she does. Um And yeah, Calicanus uh, Goldfinger had a laser. He was melting the doors with it. It was great. I love Goldfinger. It's my favorite James Bond movie. Um Robin Sanders says, Max, turn on a girl who knows her shrimp. <laughs> All right. All right. Working at the Dale Banker. Okay, everyone's Dale bank Shout out to the Slacker Elite. Jake's knows someone with a big laser. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's go back to my notes. So...
1: Brandon J. McLaren said that he's going to watch in a few hours. I watch every Thursday.
2: Ah. Hell yeah. Shout out to go follow him at Brando J. B r a n d o J a y. So they're talking, gets the number, and he's like, oh, crap. Look at the time. i got to get the hell out of here because I actually had something to do. And aside from talk to beautiful women. And uh, Charlie's trying to address Jermaine. Briggs, uh, Jake's, uh, what is this? ATF stats, Charlie. Oh, uh Jake switches off with with Charlie where so Briggs I mean, so Jakes goes into where Jermaine was. Mm -hmm. Charlie's walking Jermaine out and the ATF lady stops him. ATF lady is a bitch. Yeah. The actress is not. I think she's good at what she does.
1: Shut up (laughs) You don't have to explain that part. Go ahead. I don't
2: wanna get I don't want to like Jake's texting me like no, she's a nice lady. (laughs) I know Brandon, I know. Okay, go ahead. Um so Charlie's trying to arrest uh, Jermaine. Uh, the ATF lady's like, no. like." And Jermaine and Charlie's like, no, he tied me to a chair and punch him. I'm like, I don't care about your emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything except getting the clients. And Jermaine's just like, Charlie-ho, this has been a mighty fine arrangement, and I will see you later. But meanwhile, Jake's is talking to Paolo, and Paolo is kind of a total dick. Uh, he's talking about, oh... I was worried that you'd be some kind of gangster, and then I see how you're fraternizing with the other class. That I was not wrong. And Jake's mm-hmm. like, first so, of all, my
1: merit, yeah. first
2: of all, mother, I Effa, love
1: this part.
2: Don't be calling me a gangster. Yes, and let me tell you something Check else. yourself
1: before you wreck yourself.
2: Let me tell you about my bank. A, because you can want <laughs> bank in my bank. Because Dale Jenks' bank is the Dale Bank for the Jenkins Bank. Stephen,
1: bank. we need to be on the show. <laughs> We'd we be such good
2: make it informants. happen. Make it happen, Jeff. Um and yeah, so Jakes is telling him about Jermaine's organization and Jakes is basically like, Cut out the middleman, you're getting thirty percent more money, it's all mm. federal basically and he's like, Well what do you get, my friend? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna invest your money when you get it. Mm-hmm. and then pay you back what you get, but I make everything off the investments. Right. So let's like say, what a
1: bank does with Chase, Bank of America. Like. No,
2: yeah. They, they reinvest funds and then pay you whatever you have with the interest. So you could deposit, let's say, $100 million. Mm-hmm. The bank can invest that $100 million and get a return of $50 million, like make $150 million total, mm-hmm. give you your little percentage. So when you take your money out, you're getting $100 million plus, let's say, $3,500 for a month. But the bank is taking home $49,946,500. It's, right. like, ridiculous. Um, okay, so he's really interested, and then we get that, like, they always give you, like, the heart heart attack moment where Jermaine comes back and is like, you slithering snake.
1: Yeah. You grab my chair! I you know, I did get scared for that second.
2: You got scared, really scared, when I jumped in front of you at the studio I and you know, screamed. He
1: scared me today, and I was trying to scare him, damn it.
2: She was, like, trying to scare me, and I just, she was like,
1: yeah. this is pretty great. Yeah. I feel like that's what I might have looked like.
2: I should have, should have periscoped that for sure. Yeah. All right, so, um, Jake tells him about the organization, says, hey, why don't you come to my bank later, we mm-hmm. can discuss it, then Jermaine gets back, and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> But Paolo is interested. Uh, Jake's bank with Paolo. It's, uh, Charlie's behind the camera. She's watching from another room and she's talking to the ATF while Jake's is talking to Paolo. Like, oh, this is the place. Like, check it out, man. Look at these nuts. I'm big crap. Like, check me out. Yeah. And Paolo's like, I'm definitely interested. We'll be talking.
1: Yeah, that was so ugly. That is-
2: I'm definitely interested. I'm definitely, inter- De- definitely interested.
1: We'd be, they'd be stupid to not.
2: I'd be stupid to not want to be involved in this. Let me work with an FBI agent. That's I brilliant. I really
1: love the color it's green you have chosen for this bank.
2: I don't even pronounce my L's. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so Charlie's behind the camera again. And the ATF lady's like, I'm not giving you Jermaine. It's like shut the hell up. I know. Like what? All you wanted was the client. Like, do you, do, does she like sleep with Jermaine or something? Like, no, does she we, just not want to put him behind bars for some reason? No,
1: it's just it's. She's just trying to be a boss, and it's like, calm down. And you don't know who Charlie is.
2: Yeah. Get so Charlie, you can keep your end of the deal. That's not a good Charlie voice. No, it <laughs> isn't. Terrible Charlie.
1: voice. So you're gonna keep the end of the deal? Go ahead.
2: And she's <laughs> like. <clears throat> flash to the next scene with jermaine sitting in a chair handcuffed again he's like man
1: what a piece of crap all
2: right so here's how it goes you arrest me they make you let me go and then you arrest me again they make you let me go and now you're arresting me again do you really not see how this is gonna go and she's like well let me tell you something (laughs)
1: let me tell you something you're kind of funny actually (laughs) go ahead
2: jakes is actually a federal fbi agent named dale jenkins and he just stole D- dale your top jakes. client dale
1: jenkins is actually uh, a federal agent jakes. called dale jakes
2: and he just stole your top client
1: Paolo and the atf now has your
2: uh yeah uh da-da-da. i almost did it but i yeah I, I did it um paulo cavalcanti um and Got he him. realizes and she's like yeah, Paolo Cavalcanti. And then
1: typically, what stupid? Oh, I'm a, I'm a big tough guy. Low blows, low freaking blows. I oh, see so you don't have a big tummy anymore. Oh, oh wait, was that me?
2: Was that me? Oh, I should have thrown you down the apples you, and you, pears you, you, when you, I had me chance. You British accent and kind of sucks. I should have thrown you down the apples and pears when I had me chance. And uh, he's like, Oh, you you come on, come on, just give me one for your but little I dead do baby. That? Good. Give me one for your little dead baby.
1: You're stupid.
2: I bet he made a nice clam chowder. Steven, you just spit on me. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> British people do that. <laughs> the views expressed here that's the whole do not say reflect the views after this TV. It's on those wristwalks. So she beat the crap out of him a thousand times in her in head. head. She actually is like, I know what you're doing. You want to get off with police brutality. Ain't mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm walking I'm not out.
1: stupid. Yeah. Good for her. She learned. Yeah. Luckily. Yes.
2: And she walks out, but and Jake's that, that was poor watching. But that
1: wall, that wall had to take it.
2: Oh, man. I'm Jake... the same
1: type of person, though. When I get mad, I be hitting walls, too. Bah,
2: bah, bah. Well, it's like, she won, but she didn't really win.
1: Right. Well, it doesn't matter, because he still said that, so it sucks.
2: Well, and her baby's still dead. Like, there's nothing... Yeah,
1: but it wasn't because of him.
2: It was because of him. She was doing all of that just to get back at him.
1: Right, but at the end of the day, if she had just dropped it...
2: Yeah. All right. So... She's been thinking of him a lot. Um, this is Dale and Courtney, mm-hmm. part of the storyline. Dale meets up with her and he's like, you Ooh, know, Amber, and
1: Dale looks super fly in this outfit. Uh, Dale's scene. still be
2: wearing that rich person clothes.
1: That was hot. I was like, oh, I really like that outfit.
2: I've been thinking of you a lot. And I've the first thinking. thought.
1: I've been thinking.
2: The first thought's been dirty. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Plain athletes.
2: Watermelon. <laughs> 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 not truffle butter, not that dirty. Shut Oh but maybe a little God. watermelon with that Dale Jake's watermelon.
1: That just shut it. Stop! Oh my goodness gracious! Great balls of fire.
2: <laughs> I, I bank. Been drinking. He, she asked what he does. He's like I bank. I'm a banker. Which I notice right now, he's starting this relationship off with a lie. When mm-hmm. he didn't talk about anything of what he was a part of when he well, first he, met her, yeah. so he could have really came out as Dale Jake's, the FBI agent. To that, but but she's a lawyer. We, you can't. You don't know about those guys. Yep, she's a lawyer. So, how do you sleep at night? And she says, I came up with an answer for that a long time ago. Every American, good or evil, guilty or not guilty, deserves a chance at a fair trial. And I'm thinking...
1: Otherwise, the Constitution can just be thrown out. <clears throat> okay, no, yeah. whatever. Everyone says that.
2: Okay. I, I'm looking at this from the juxtaposition of what just happened to Jermaine, and I'm like, is she going to be Jermaine's lawyer? I know. But she's like a major... She says she's the best at what she does, and she's a corporate attorney. I wonder if she'll be Jermaine's lawyer, but... I mean, a, from a just writer... She's like an
1: Olivia Pope. I've only seen that first episode. i never, never watched, watched Candle.
2: Um from From a writer's standpoint, it makes sense that they would make her that, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's the thing they're going to do because that could drive a stick between her and Jakes with Jermaine recognizing Jakes and being like, it's you gonna, do know he's I an FBI gonna, agent, right, don't it's you? It's going to
1: go one of two ways. Either one, where she's going to understand why he did all of that and she won't mind, or two, she's going to be like, I ain't got time for this. Deuces.
2: And we still don't know what happened with Jake's potentially skimming money off for Briggs.
1: That's because it hasn't been... They're not doing anything about it yet.
2: Well, yeah, but... With Even your though main-
1: everyone's noticing what Briggs is doing, because when Briggs made a comment and he was standing there, remember Briggs? I mean, Jake's looked up and he's like, man, you're doing way too much right now. No,
2: yeah, and... but. You know it was such a big deal about Jermaine saying If you take any off the top I'll kill you yeah. And now Jermaine's behind bars So will Dale Jakes take some off the top to give to Briggs I'm not quite sure on that um, And she says I'm the best at what I do And Jake says well yeah How about you tell me what them dirty words were yeah,
1: That's exactly what happened
2: Those words were probably like puppy And dirt <sighs> Weak old banana peel Sitting on a garbage can Shut the <laughs> F <laughs> up right now <laughs> I bet you're at home rolling your eyes.
1: Natalie.
2: Natalie. Alright, so that's the end of the Dale Jake story. Dun dun dun. Shall we talk about Briggs? Let's do Nowadays, it. Nowadays everybody wanna talk like, i they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. There's Just a bunch of motherfuckers okay, p- cool. act like they forgot about Briggs. Alright, so Ari's practicing crying over <laughs> Tavon's death. What? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. Um over Tavon's death. And Why? Briggs is just Can like, I ask you something? what about Why like, am
1: I obsessed with Ari? Because he's great. Like, I really love this movie. Reese Coyro is like, a fantastic actor. I just wish that we were keeping up with the Sarkissians instead. <laughs>
2: My God. Watch Mob Wives, you'll love it. Um, so, Ari's like, Devon, he was like a father to me. I just really am... Ah, is that good guy? Hey, guy, like...
1: Uh, I can only rub my eyes so much. And then I start looking like those marijuana eyes.
2: Marijuana smokers, yeah. Smoker. So a marijuana smoker. Briggs is trying to form a human connection with Ari here, but that doesn't really work with Ari, because he's like, you know, have you ever, like, lost a dog? He's like, yes, we had two dogs. I took them, put them in a bag, and threw them in the river. Wouldn't stop barking. You're <laughs> so sad
1: right now. I'm so sad right now. Do you not remember that video, that stupid girl throwing the puppies in the river? No. Oh my gosh. I don't watch
2: stuff like that.
1: Who's on Facebook? I mean, I don't either now. I mean, Who I like know play? that
2: people do stuff like that That's and it's disgusting. horrifying. Yeah. It's messed up. Why, um, yeah, if you're thinking yeah, of doing uh, that, why don't you just bring your dog to us at AfterBuzz because we like taking in rescues and we'd rather them here than in a bag in a river. Yeah. So, Ari, uh, so, Tavon, uh, Martoon comes in and Ari does exactly what he just did. It's like, he was like a father to me. And Martoon's like, I need no sadness. This is a time for okay. celebrating his life. He's like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can. Um, he's like, we got in that nice Mercedes SL casket. You know, it's like nice wood on the outside and very plush on the inside. And uh, he mentioned, Briggs says Soto Street would attack the funeral. And Martin's like, what are you talking about? Men of Honor don't do this. Like, but these are Men of Honor. So Briggs is stirring the pot. Martin says, okay, he'll talk to Teresa Ar- Arabuena to the end of the feud. Mm. Um... Then we're talking with uh, Ari and all the guards, and tells Ari to have a dozen guards. Johnny calls Briggs within this meeting and says, They're going to cut off the head of Eva, the mm-hmm. girl that Briggs did from behind last episode, all doggy style like, and uh, gives Briggs the heads up. So Ari says, Ten guards, some in the car, some out front. And then Briggs mentions the girl and is like, Are you Carpenter? You're still yeah. nailing <laughs> that?
1: He's so funny. God, Ari.
2: And Briggs Love says, you. let's let's go, let's go take care of this, you know, show so some gonads. Ari says they're in a holding pattern, but Briggs convinces him to take him out, and Ari agrees to kill him. So they go to the mm. apartment. We walk into Saran wrapped windows. Holy crap. Saran wrapped windows, and he's just like, You've been stupid, you've been stupid, and he pulls out this freaking um I forgot what those cools are called. It wasn't a chainsaw. You know what's saw.
1: weird, too? When the mom said that, he looked almost bummed to have to do it. But he did it because his mom lo mando.
2: Oh, well, he knows that he has to do it. But mm-hmm. it's... Uh, like He probably seemed but So he's going to chop her up. He's got the the big saw. Uh, it's c- going to kill me that I can't remember what those saws are called. Um, Slade. Sawza? Sawza! Thank you, James. Thank you. Um... So Ari just walks in and shoots him. Just shoots him in the back, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, that felt, felt good. Really, that felt, that really felt good. good. Oh, you got something right here. Oh, <laughs> you missed the spot. Oh, <laughs> a you're soaking way. wet. You get the floor wet. Oh, you spilled
1: something." <laughs> Well, how do you bring humor into that? I was so I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh at you, Javi, being dead right now. But Ari's like Ari's the, cracking me up. You Ari's like jokes. the
2: insane murderer version of myself <laughs> with the puns.
1: And him when he has his cigarettes while he's doing everything. Stop it!
2: And then Briggs is like, you have to get out of town. You got to get out of here. You can't call any of your friends. This is. It. And she's, like, 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 nice. she's like, here's some money. and she's like, this is a thousand dollars. No, but she's like, this is thousand dollars. What am I going to do with it? Like, you ruined everything. He's like, puta. I know it's better. But it, what the?
1: I know you just sound funny, anyways.
2: So she Briggs is like, "We got a mess here," and I was like, "Oh, we got something to clean this up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna send a message." And they they sent a message. Um, the next scene we're at. Dang! The
1: fact that Briggs is around so much violence like this is just ridiculous. It's, it's insane. It's nuts.
2: Scary. Yeah. So the next scene we get is Tavon's funeral. Tavon's in the casket
1: which was nice to see I didn't realize how close um, what a close relationship Martoon had with him
2: it's just surprising how close Briggs has gotten so quickly because oh, yeah. this is like very 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 private moment exactly and it's Ari Briggs and the head of the Sarkissian family yeah. Um. so they're standing there Briggs, are in Martoon. Martoon gives this eulogy talking about how he always protected Devon because Devon was always shorter and mm-hmm. skinnier. Uh, Martoon is sincerely... He's sincerely sad, so you kind yeah. of feel sorry for Martoon here because mm-hmm. you're like, he actually has this rapport with everyone. He doesn't want a war between these people, and he understands like, a funeral is not a time to do it. Right. So, as much as he's like a gangster, he's still a man of honor, he would never attack anyone in at a funeral. Right. Because everyone has a right because to... Because that was
1: the code, and then Briggs is like, well, not everyone respects that code,
2: sir. Exactly. Um... It's so weird seeing Ari clean shaven still. I can't get used to it. Really? Yeah. I we, think it looks really nice. We got a, we got a scene between Briggs and Ari earlier where, uh, Briggs is just saying that putting an eagle and a tiger on your arms isn't doing anything. You got to show your power. This is when he's convincing him to go well, after you. Was it him. for fashion
1: or for function?
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's the end of Briggs' story of this episode, except for how it ties into everyone else. Right. So Mike's story is basically from the observer's point of view So we're going to go ahead and Break it up Because we got about 10 minutes to knock this thing out But first I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of something about iTunes So iTunes is this little program That Apple computers Force you to download and then update constantly You have to accept the terms and conditions Like every 5 minutes And then every other day there's a new update That makes it look completely different You never know how to find anything But I'll tell you one thing that's constant in the upper right hand corner, you can go to the store and then type in the search bar After Buzz Graceland. And let me tell you something. You type that up and you hit search, it's going to bring up our podcast.
1: Bingo, bongo. So,
2: what you do is you click on that little square that says After Buzz TV's Graceland After Show. Well, you, what do you click know? on that square and then you go to ratings and reviews. And what do you do there, Stephen? You click on a writer review. Okay. And when you say writer review, It'll let you write a review. Excellent. You can also click that click-to-rate thing with five stars right there on your review. Put a title and a review, put your name,
1: and you know what? We'll give you a shout-out. That's great. And how does this help AfterBuzz?
2: It helps AfterBuzz because we give you all this content for free and do a little bit of ads, not too many ads, just for you. So I'm going to give a shout-out piña colada. Okay. And if you like piña coladas, great show and love the panel. Don't know about the Briggs Mike storyline. I never thought of Briggs as being behind until you hear the theory. Interesting, though, and it is just me. Or is Paige's acting getting worse? Thanks again. Love your podcast. Oh, I don't gosh. think Paige's acting is getting worse. I actually <laughs> like where her character is <laughs> yeah. going. Um, but, yeah, Excuse that was me. from piña colada. And I'm really, really sorry for ruining your review by reading it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um Again, guys, go to iTunes, give us a review, and we'll give you a shout-out. Shout-out to Peggy Sturgis in Twitter, and, of course, Great Sign TV UK, and Mary at Mary5768, who's also tweeting at us, and all you guys in the chat who are just trying to tell me what kind of saws these things are. And, yes, it's a saw zone. Okay. Oh, my God. Tracy Hickson says you did not just talk about truffle butter.
1: I know. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for saying that.
2: Ghosts. Gross, gross, and don't look it up if you don't want to know. All right, so Mike's story: Briggs is manipulating Johnny in his stubbornness, and Mike is just like, "Do you guys not see what's going on? Like, I feel like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, like he's totally." manipulating Johnny, and Mike explains what he's doing. Mike says he's found out that Briggs has been playing him from the beginning. I've been convinced of magic, and now I'm going to start looking for the wires. Oh my god, it's the episode title. Right. We got the episode title. There About it ten minutes into the episode. So he's piecing things together. He's got two maps of like Europe and the United States, and he's like combining everything, trying to find out. And he's trying to find out what Briggs was doing, trying to assemble a bigger picture, and tracking the sarin gas on the Prater. And interesting enough, <laughs> Paige has gotten off her high horse and joined Mike just in time to try to figure this out together. Mm -hmm. We got Paige and Mike back together, and Paige isn't talking about girls that are lost. Mike's not talking about how she tried to kill him. Nobody's talking about Sid Markham anymore. They're
1: on some business right now. They're
2: actually doing stuff. Paige, which is interesting because Paige is so involved with what Briggs was doing before that I think because he set her up a little bit, she's wary. And that's why she's a little bit paying attention to Mike. So... Um, page with Mike, Mike huh. is like, he could have flown to Russia, and she's like, well, why don't you just ask Goosey? Mm-hmm. So we get one of my favorite characters on this season he's back so good. Again. Love this guy. Oh, he's so great. I really hope he gets a long career after this, because right. this, this actor is phenomenal. He can be a stunt guy if he really wants to be a stunt guy. So, uh, he's naming the rat that Briggs brought him at the end of the last episode. Maddie. Maddie, after Madison says who gave you the phone and he's like oh you ever get oh look at the rat you ever get tired of running in the same circle and I'm like yeah it's a metaphor for Mike yes yeah, so exactly. Mike gets really tired of running in the same circle uh Mike says you know when uh, Odin came in you kind of recognized him just saying and Goosey's like oh ha, ha, ha. You, would I know you, you were first friends? dumb when I met you now you're just very paranoid you funny Mike He's a good actor. Vince says, uh, he'll visit Madison with Maddie. I still think Madison's dead. Um, back to Mike talking to Paige. Johnny walks in, Johnny tells Mike that where Briggs was the day that they think that Briggs is getting on planes, things like that, and it's like he was in Mexico with Alfredo Armas and uh he was also doing the other stuff and Mike says Which I'm really
1: happy that Johnny came in and said that, but that's just because shit got turned up quick. With the Soto family and the Sarkissians. Yeah, Johnny, and Johnny, Johnny now is in the middle of it.
2: So Briggs that didn't sucks. come home, and now all the Sotos <clears throat> are calling everyone in. Stuff's going on. Right. And he's so deep in with them now that exactly. it's like, it's dangerous. So Mike's looking to see the key. He looks at it and he kind of is like, wait a second. If he drove to L.A., past L.A., to Santa Barbara, then back to L.A. to meet up with him and Goosty at the docks. We
1: have gotten there barely.
2: Basically, what Briggs did was he went up to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. actually, we'll get to that, sorry I don't want jump to jump ahead too soon um, Mike says if there's nothing there, he'll drop it mm-hmm. and Johnny, say, Johnny says about what happened with Briggs so they go all the way up there they're looking for the footage with this security guard who's just like alright, and Mike's like look at, look at that, that's the front of the Bronco mm-hmm. it's on camera and then Paige is like, look at this and we see Briggs holding the damn box, loading it onto a boat, and Paige is just like, "That's holy crap.
1: Mike is like that son of a biscuit eater, and then...
2: It's uh, so good Paige was there, because if Mike had done this alone, nobody would have believed
1: exactly. him. Exactly, and then she's like, yeah.
2: So, sarin gas... They say, like, sarin gas, and the, the guard is just like, what? So, they call Johnny... I know, I
1: peeped that out, too. It's like...
2: <laughs> oh, wait, Johnny <laughs> calls them, and, um... <clears throat> he's like do you see anything do you see the canister like Briggs is getting everyone into a gang war at the funeral so all of the Sotos are going to be there all of the Sarkissians are going to be there
1: what was he trying to do wipe out both the families with the yeah, he's trying gas? to take
2: out everyone I mean, but we that's don't know what he's gnarly, really though. trying to do right Um, Basically, Briggs drove, before he met up with Vin and Mike at the docks, he drove to Santa Barbara, placed the box on the ship. The ship left. Briggs drove back to Los Angeles just in time for the ship to get to Los Angeles. So he basically raced the ship back home. Yes. Kind of interesting. Um, And the last line of the episode is, or Johnny says, Teresa wants to kill all the sarcassians, And then Mike says, we got to get to Los Angeles. Yeah. Just like that. He was like. Jesus Christ, people. We gotta get to Los Angeles. They thought it was funny, at least I I guess. Um, So let's go ahead and move into predictions.
1: Man, this is gonna get crazy. I just wonder. Man, this is gonna be. Oh, this is going to be sad. I feel like something bad might happen to Goosty next episode.
2: I'm still sticking with it. I'm sticking with the theory that Briggs did everything for Mike's sake because he needed Mike to be as sharp as he is.
1: Like, like it's going to turn to good. Yeah. Here's think, the thing, though. I just hope that Mike doesn't take it the wrong way, where he's like, okay, well, you know what? You could have done it a different way, Briggs. And I'm tired of you being this, like... Because it's almost not condescending. I wish I could figure out the word, but patronizing that Briggs is doing it all this way. You know? Like, come on, man. You're not you're nobody's daddy. Like, you don't have to just let us know what you, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Briggs has his reasons.
2: I feel like it's not really sarin gas. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the canister is probably empty. Briggs was too haphazard just walking into a place where they were trying to open it.
1: Yeah, he was, and the way he grabbed it and everything.
2: I think that right now they're trying to take down the Sarkissian family for weapons deals. If the Sotos bring the Sarin gas and the Sarkissians get a hold of it, it's something near Martoon, close enough, that Briggs could take all of them down. Yeah. So I think what could happen is this whole thing could be a setup for either of the next two episodes to be a complete sting operation where Briggs was working with right. a higher being than Logan the entire time to mm-hmm. set up the Sarkissians and take everyone out at once.
1: Um I don't know because the only thing I'm afraid about is if it's just Briggs looking out for himself because of what Logan told him. Like what if he's taking everything down so that he's only rewarded and not punished?
2: Um you know that sounds like him, but it doesn't sound like...
1: I, I just still feel like he might be looking out for himself as well. Because at, from the beginning, when Logan talked to me, I mean, he just really put him in a pickle. So it sucks. And then all of this just started unraveling.
2: Karen, uh, the lovely Miss CK from, the, from Twitter says, Whispers from back row, I still have faith in Briggs. There has to be a good reason for all the madness goes into hiding. I mm-hmm. actually agree. Um, the writers have pushed us so off of liking Briggs right now that Mike is going to put this entire story together just in time to save Briggs' life. Yeah. I think that Mike is so against Briggs right now that for that to pay off in the way that we expect would not make sense. Mike's going to find out, Mike's going to discover what's really happening in the mm-hmm. next two episodes. So for the finale, things never go always according to plan. Right. And I think everything's going to go to plan to a point and then Briggs is going to be in a situation where he wishes somebody else knew what the plan was. Right. And because he didn't tell anyone, he was going to end up dying and Mike saves Briggs. I think that's what it comes to. I think Mike saves Briggs because all along Briggs was trying to help Mike back from addiction and help him back from everything that's going on.
1: I hope that they know that, meaning I hope that Johnny, Page and Mike right now are in a position to think that not necessarily that Briggs is evil and that he's doing something bad, but that they're irritated at the fact that he's doing... (laughs) this, he's doing this over again, you know? He's playing these games, being the magician, yeah. it's just, all they want is to be involved with it. Mike so just they're, wants they're Briggs they're to let him know it's irritating. really happening. Exactly. So, I, but I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that he doesn't go, like, Mike doesn't go all crazy, he's like, oh, I'm taking Briggs down also, and he's going to be
2: out of Graceland. Robin Sanders in the chat says, what if they open the canister, and confetti explodes out, it was all a birthday surprise! <laughs> and then there's sauce, and everything's there. Okay. Yeah. Um I really yeah, I really think that we're going to it's going to turn the tables on us. This show's so good at turning the tables that Briggs is going to make a realization that he should have told somebody the greater plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the only reason that Briggs gets out of this alive is because Mike figures it out. Yeah. And I think Briggs might even be leaving breadcrumbs for Mike to figure it out. Maybe. Maybe. They're um, like
1: right there.
2: I know. They're really loud outside the door. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up because um. That's it. Guys, thank you for so much for watching the uh, Season 3 Episode 10 Grace Lane After Show. Today talking about The Wire. I've been your host Stephen Lemieux on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux s t p h e n l e m i e u x. and joining me as always is my lovely, lovely co-host, Stephanie Georgie.
1: Hello everyone and goodbye everyone and I won't be here next week. I will be in the Dominican Republic, but please, please tweet me with spoilers, with everything that you could possibly do because I want to know what happens. I'm super butthurt that I'm going to miss next week's episode. And Well, I won't miss it, but I'll See when I get back, Uh, and follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie.
2: So we will be back next week with uh, season three, episode twelve, entitled "Dog Catches Car," which kind of makes me think it's Mike catching Briggs right handed or something. And uh, if you could just go ahead and hit that thumbs up for me right before this video ends, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.